0: Welcome
1: back to the Paradigm Project. We did eat Vegemite on toast for breakfast the whole time.
0: I was talking to my mom about
2: comedians. So, uh, so, Tim, is there actually anything more to being a student athlete than, like, being a meathead and running around with, with like, a leather ball and stuff?
0: Kellen, your paradigm is showing, but I brought in an expert to help you. Joining us today is Coach Chapman. Coach, yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: What's well, good to be here, guys? This is my first time doing a podcast, and uh, my fourth year at Paradigm, and uh, I teach PE here at Paradigm. That includes physical fitness, basketball, team sports. Uh, you guys have been my students before, uh, scholars. Excuse me. We're going to talk a little bit about that, and and so yeah, a little bit about me. I uh, yeah, fourth year. I used to play sports. I was that meathead back in the day. You were talking about. Heck yeah! So, uh, but I did major in philosophy, and so there's a lot more to uh, being a jock than you know holding a leather leather ball and things like that. So, um, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit more. But, but yeah, it's good to be here, guys.
0: Sweet, sweet. Seeing as how we're going to be talking about you know being a meathead and all that, right? Uh, <laughs> I was kind of wondering a little bit about your your high school life with mm-hmm. sports and everything.
1: Yeah, I grew up in a small town in Missouri, and football was everything in that small town, that and wrestling. And uh, I ended up playing football and basketball. I grew up actually loving uh, basketball first. Uh, I never played football until the eighth grade. And, uh, you know, being in small town Missouri, you have to play football if you want to be recognized as a person. Unfortunately, that's the bad side of sports. And so uh, I grew up in California before that, and basketball was what I did. And uh, I had some athletic ability, but high school was a little tough for me. I uh, I didn't hit puberty until about 18 years old, it seemed like, and my growth spurt happened my senior year, so I was kind of a late bloomer athletically. But I had a good high school high school experience. It wasn't all bad, but you know I went to dances, things like that, and was in student government, and it was a public school, and so you know the paradigm way is a little bit different than what I'm used to. But uh, athletically, I played football and basketball, and just involved as much as I could.
0: So, seeing as how you were an athlete, yeah. do you have you ever heard your coach say, "Be where your feet are"?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, that's a good philosophy, you know. Wherever we're at, we need to be all in. And I think with sports, it really helps. You know, you can get hurt if you're not all in. And mm-hmm. uh, mentally, you got to be in the game. Yeah, be where you're at, and, and and treasure the moment.
0: Definitely goes a lot with being a a student athlete. You know, school comes first before the sports, but you can incorporate it together. There's some lessons you can learn from both. Yeah, I was in sports or I am in sports. Yeah.
1: You're a wrestler, right? I'm a wrestler.
0: And it's definitely taught me a lot of things. Discipline is one of them. Yeah. But it definitely shouldn't stop you from, because like you said, it's all in, right? Yeah. So a lot of your life gets handed to the sport but mm-hmm. it shouldn't stop you from from living your best life like you said like with the dances and everything. Yeah. One of the things that I'm doing to do that is this podcast. Yeah. You're learning things from both sides. You're learning I'm learning how to be a scholar. Great. And learning how to be an athlete at the same time. Absolutely.
1: No, that's that's definitely needed, you know, as we're starting sports here at Paradigm. It's one thing I wanted to really implement in our program is scholar comes first. And if we don't perform in the classroom, then we're kind of wasting our time because sports don't last forever you can learn things in sports i've learned a lot about life through sports that i'm still applying today but you know competing in the actual performance of sports i don't do that anymore yeah. unless it's messing with you guys here here yeah. at the school so <laughs> yep um which i take seriously you know when i'm out back throwing the football around or basketball with the boys you know we're we're all in so but yeah scholar comes first and I think that's that's the way I want to have this program here at Paradigm and, and definitely uh, excel in the classroom as well as on the field for sure. Yeah.
2: You mentioned that you take a lot of the things that you learn in, in sports and in those teams and you implement them in your life. So what are a couple examples from that?
1: Yeah, I think uh, right off the bat, time management comes into play. I try to structure my day very orderly. And with sports, we, we were on a time clock, it seemed like, all the time, whether it was practice, you know, different stations, things like that. Uh, we had study hall after a practice. We always had to be certain places at certain times and so sports has taught me to manage my time better. Performance training, you gotta put in the work in the weight room, conditioning, nutrition, sleep, the whole thing is is pretty orderly. And if you're, you know, discombobulated with your time, it's gonna show up on the field for sure. And so, you know, with that being said, you know, as a teacher, as a mentor here at Paradigm, if I'm not orderly with my time. You know, it has an effect on the classroom that I teach in and uh, what we do in the physical education department. So, yeah, definitely uh, time management skills, discipline, taking on challenges, obstacles. These are all things I've learned through sport. And partially my experience in high school, I was I was the skinny kid in high school. And like I said, I didn't hit puberty until about 18. But I, I took an opportunity to play college football. I did that and and that's something i can look back on and say hey i overcame that obstacle of you know physicality i wasn't all all there but uh you know through time and consistency i built you know put on muscle put on speed and i I got to play at the highest level or at least the second highest level not the pros but the college ranks which is you know not a lot of people can say that so overcoming obstacles right there
0: yeah speaking of Overcoming obstacles. So I have two buddies who love to play sports with each other, but they can't be on the same team. They're too competitive, or yeah, they're too competitive. They, they don't will, work well. Chemistry wise, start punching each other. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, go that's crazy a real at thing. Yeah. So, but they always make sure, like, they're best friends. Okay. They always make sure that they're on opposite teams. I was wondering, like, is it worth to try and fix that, or like to try and like mend that? Or is it better to just know that you have the problem and just, like, avoid it? Yeah.
1: Was well, it the outsider? What do you think? Like, what's their problem? I. Uh, You're their friend, right? What do you think the problem is?
0: They're a little bit. Well, I think with the whole thing of time, because, mm-hmm. like, trying to figure out what's worth your time and stuff, it might be beneficial to try and fix the problem.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're friends, too, so they're going to spend time together, right? If
0: that's a meaningful thing to you. Yeah. But if it if it doesn't seem much of in, of importance to you, yeah, because that's kind of like what the philosophy is mm-hmm. on the shortness of time
1: of time. Yeah, I think
0: I think other factors might come
1: into play if they were on the same competitive team. There'd be more motivation to heal the uh, lack of chemistry. You know, yeah. if they're both at the same school, competing against the same. You know, against the other teams. Mm-hmm. But if it's just like pickup and things like that then it's maybe a personality difference. But if they're committed to a team, you know, the coach and the captains have to step in and say, hey, what's going on here? You know, why do we have these arguments, things like that? So leadership comes into play there too as well.
0: Definitely. With leadership, that's a big part of being an athlete as well as like at Paradigm, we talk about being a scholar and a servant leader. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? I
1: think naturally leaders show themselves, especially on the court. You know, we need leaders that aren't the coaches all the time. And it gives chance, you know with the program I want to have, I want to have captains. And and they run the practices. They help with the drills and and Uh get everybody in order. Sometimes the most athletic is not always the best leader, and so it's situational. Sometimes the best athlete doesn't talk that much, and you have to communicate. So communication skills come into play in in sports, Mm -hmm. and especially under pressure. You got fans there. You got other teammates. You got uh, the win-loss thing going on, and so got to communicate and you got to hold your emotions sometimes. And that's, that's why I like stoicism a lot is, um, you know, control your emotions, control what you can control, see progress. Um, sometimes the leaders need to see the progress and not always the outcome and, you know, read each other on things like that. So
2: Awesome. So looking at that, um, that kind of reminds me of a couple things I was reading when we were reading What is a Good Sport, which was kind of Plato's view at some things on sport and the athlete and people's Mm -hmm. souls. Um, And one interesting thing that he brings up is uh, in the first little bit, he talks about these three different types of souls. There's the appetite soul, which in relation to sports, he mentions being kind of the gaining of goods, like it's very much I'm just oriented towards getting stuff you know like you Um, want the trophy
1: would that be right Right. you want the championship you want the
2: championship Mm -hmm. and and more of the the trophy than necessarily the glory because the next one is the emotional soul which wants that honor wants that glory and then the third one and what he thinks is the ultimate state with the reasonable soul and that he mentions is kind of more of fulfilling yourself and doing it because oh I play sports not because I'm trying to win, but because I know that this makes me more healthy for my body. You know, right. it's fun. I get to socialize, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um so how do you think that those kind of implement into a little bit of, of what we were talking and a little bit more of the philosophy that you've you've looked at. Yeah, I life? think
1: I think we can have that here at Paradigm. Definitely the uh, the three appetites met. You know, we want to win. We're we're in it to win it, right? And then you know, we're in it for for fun, social engagement, competition, to heal our bodies, help our bodies. You know, this is why we're here. We're here to grow and develop. And and that's the whole purpose. You know, it's not just what we're doing, it's, it's why we're doing it. And uh, I think Plato nails it right on the head with that analogy with sport, too. We're here to win, and we're here to have fun, and we're here to, to develop as well, rationally as well. Yeah, philosophy has a lot of... Um, Good things that can be applied. That's why, I like Stoicism too, is uh, and we we have the reading with Seneca here. It's it's sports is a way to value our time as well, and it's it's here to make our life a little bit better. You know, life can be slipped through our fingers, as as he says. But we're here to enjoy and to progress and to excel at what we do for sure.
0: So the reading that we're talking about here is on the shortness of life by Seneca, which talks about. How we complain a lot about how life is too short, but that's not really true. It's just that we waste a lot of it. While
2: we were looking at that reading, one of the things that I thought was really, really interesting that coincides with a little bit of what we've been discussing is that it is very focused on... Time And what you're doing with your time, you know, Um, and as you mentioned earlier, one of the biggest things that you've learned from sports is time management that you need to be there, you need to be what you're doing, you know, you need to be all in, and you need to be able to kind of section it out into different parts of your life and keep them in their sections for the most part. And so so that totally transfers over to what Seneca is saying that it's it's not that we have not enough life. Because in the reading, like, like Tim said, it's, it's talking about the shortness of life and how so many people are like, oh my goodness, my life is too short. But it's that you need to know what to do with it. So you said that, that sports has really taught you how, how to manage your time and how to be effective right. with what you're doing.
1: Yeah, he talks a lot about uh, leisure. And, you know, sometimes we wait to be leisurely when we're older. I think we can be leisurely now. We, you know, leisure is with a purpose. It's not just sitting around being lazy. But with a purpose. So sports, I think, would fall under leisure, which isn't a bad thing. And sometimes we think leisure is a bad thing. So you know, we learn principles, we learn skills. That's that's what we need to be about. And we can start that younger than than fifty years old. You know, it just adds adds value to our life when we do that for sure.
2: That's really interesting. Um, I actually have a question for for both of you yeah. um, with your opinion on that. I think a lot of people a lot of the time is like oh leisure time that's being lazy that's sitting around mm-hmm. that's you know watching tv and vegging on the couch with my potato chips and ice cream that's what a lot of people think leisure is but you mentioned sports you know yeah. which is very much not sitting on the couch eating potato chips right. um and so and and partially referencing the reading how do you think that 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 works is leisure time. What you're doing, or is it the way you're doing it, or is it your mindset about that? Your paradigm.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, it's how you do things. For an example, you know, I don't play sports anymore, but I like to exercise, and so I could listen to rock music in my earbuds if I wanted to. But uh, I like to read, and so usually I'll pop on a podcast or an audio book, and and while I'm exercising, I'm I'm leisurely listening to an audio book that adds to my life. And so that's just an example of what I try to do, effective leisure activity for sure.
0: I think that rest and recovery falls under this a little bit. Yeah. The goal here is to get is to live a quality life, yeah. right, with the reading and everything. How do we have quality without resting? Mm-hmm. No, it's, I think it's very important.
1: One thing I like uh, about Seneca and what he said is um, the term half-prisoner. You know, sometimes we're a half-prisoner in our own lives. I can give some examples of mine. I worked under a corporate job in the uh, gym industry before I was a teacher here at Paradigm. And you sit in a cubicle. And for me, that that was half-prisoner life. You know, you're on the phone six to eight hours a day. That wasn't the most fulfilling life. And I felt like a half-prisoner in that setting. And so that's why I'm here, to be honest with you. So... And so-
2: where did that where did that change come in? How did you get out of that? Because so many people today, I mean, they're either in jobs that they don't like or they're in programs that they don't like or or doing things because they feel like that they have to, you know? Um so how did you have that paradigm shift in your mind? How did you get out of that situation?
1: You know, I was going through a, a tough time um in life and, and sometimes you have to hit lows to see the highs. And I I just started researching a lot on meaningful life and, and how to be more purposeful and not always chase, you know, the dollar or the fortune. Seneca mentions that as well. Look for a meaningful life. And so I was like, well, how, how has uh, my life been impacted? And it's through teachers and coaches. And I said, you know what, I want to do the same. and And that's how I ended up here was just kind of analyzing my own life and seeing, you know, where, I'm happiest in the setting I'm in. I started listening to podcasts and reading audiobooks on purpose and meaning. And and I was like, you know what, I'm going to try to find something like that. And sure enough, within the week, I found a job listing for Paradigm Mentoring. And here we are four years later.
2: That's fantastic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm in the element that I'm in. I'm not a half prisoner. I don't feel like a half prisoner here at Paradigm. And I get to work with kids like you guys. So it's a fun day. You know, and every day is different too, which there's not a lot of monotony as well. So, and with sports, we get to compete and have good energy and effectively s- see the results of what we do. So, for example, TJ, you saw it in fitness, you know, you got stronger over the semester. And oh, yeah. so, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's all about progress and, and now look at you, you're, you're a wrestler now and, you know, competing at the, uh, high school level. So it's working, things work. So things work out if you just stay persistent, that's for sure. So.
0: That's one thing I kind of wanted to talk about was uh, you You want to make every minute count, right? But at the same time, it's like to get into, to get really good at what you're doing, you mm-hmm. got to spend a lot of time on it.
1: Yeah. I know for me, I got to get away too of like, like the summer as a mentor. You know, it's really nice to go. I like to go sit in my hammock and read a book and, and just kind of get away from people for a little bit. So the Stokes were big on stillness and rest, recovery and, you know, analyzing things. And and so I, I think for me, it's all about balance. But whatever you're doing, be all in in what you're doing. So that could be, you Definitely know, in the classroom. Be where your feet are. Yep, exactly what you said. So TJ, I got a question for you. Oh, yeah? Uh, you started wrestling, what, a couple years ago?
0: Uh, no, just last year. Last
1: year. Have you wrestled before?
0: Uh, not anytime.
1: time. Okay. Let me ask you why you started doing it.
0: To be honest with you, because I knew it was going to be hard. And I knew that I needed something in my life, a little bit of a push. A little push. Yep. Yeah. To help me to realize that I can do hard things. Cool. Um, and I definitely learned that and that's why I'm here. You're doing it. How has uh wrestling helped you in other
1: ways? Like other avenues of life?
0: Um it helped me to realize that everything that I thought was a big deal mm-hmm. isn't that big of a deal. It kind of helped me to just calm down a little bit. Like, I noticed all the drama went away in my life. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really interesting experience.
1: Sometimes we've got a lot of aggression inside of us, and it's okay to let it out sometimes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I used to do that in football where, you know, it's okay to hit somebody as hard as you can. Mm-hmm. Proper form, of course. But, you know, sometimes you got to let out, you know, stuff that's stressing you out. And, and I think sports is great for that. Has it helped you in any other aspects academically or socially at all
0: i didn't talk much when i was at the practices or anything like that i was pretty much like just put your head down i was here i'm here to wrestle you know yeah
1: yeah it's kind of how i was in high school it was just all about the sport
0: Yeah. yeah definitely but there but it's just like it's just like going to paradigm or any or any other school you start to realize that there's lots of different people out there yeah and another thing that i learned actually is that like don't judge a book by its co- by its cover. Right. No matter what the person looks like or how they talk or anything. Yeah. They could, they could be good at something, and they could, you know, they could make it count. And yeah, that's what I learned because there's definitely a lot of awkward looking and you know, just different people. Yeah. That I would never have thought like oh they made it they can make it to state like what the heck yeah you know? yeah.
1: You know, I think about friendships I've made through sports. Sometimes boys, males, they, they need some sort of mission to socialize. They won't just do it on their own. And so uh, for me, some of my best friends are, are my former teammates. Speaking of that, um, first day of uh, my junior year, this new kid comes in big old African American black guy um from Hampton Virginia. I went to school in Virginia by the way. And I'm a, you know, country California kid combo, obviously white. So we had a lot of our differences and uh we're best friends still today. And so that's been 11 years. And so you never want to judge a book by its cover. You know, he came from a different background than I did, but through sports I uh I got a chance to make a best friend. And and without that opportunity to join the team uh, we would have never had our friendship. Definitely. So, sports is a way to uh, connect people. And um, I don't think we value that en- enough in sports.
0: It also is a way to help you, to kind of pick you up a little bit. Like if you're struggling. Yeah. I know some people that have been struggling and they involve themselves with sports. Yeah, and
1: It's a good mental health.
0: Yeah. And I think that remedy. with uh, the sports program mm-hmm. that's going on, I think that would probably help. Yeah, I'm super
1: lot. pumped for it. We're uh we're gonna start with volleyball in the fall. Um, if you've never played volleyball, I want you guys to try out. Okay, even even you. <laughs> <laughs> you? No, and then uh, we're gonna go over to basketball and and soccer. Uh, basketball in the wintertime, soccer in the spring. We also have cross country too in the fall. And so, I'm not a runner, but if you like to run, come come check out uh, what that. we got going on in our sports program. So.
2: So. I'd, I'd actually love to talk a little bit more about kind of mental health and stuff because I've known so many people who um, were having a rough time and who got involved with sports and it totally, totally helped their, their mental health, both through mindset, but also just there's so much research done on how exercise can help your brain just chemically um, and physically and how that it's a huge, huge impact, you know, because of endorphins and everything. And so can we dive a little bit deeper into that and, and look a little more at where the physical and the mental kind of meet each other in sports, where you've got this physical activity that's impacting your mental health yeah. and how and why?
1: Right. Yeah. I think of, uh, I think of my, my days that are the best that usually started with exercise or some form of sport or activity. Um, that could be even a hike. You know, if I'm struggling, I go on a hike. If I, uh, if I need to take a lap around the school, I do that, you know, some form of physical activity, just don't sit around. And I think that that definitely plays into mindset and, and kind of a mental reset. Seneca talks about being half the prisoner again, and I think of sport as as a way to showcase freedom. You know, you uh, break the barrier of the defense to score the basket, and I think that does something psychologically psychologically to us, where we you know see the ball go through the hoop. We're being successful, you know. We're we're communicating it, you know, and strategizing how to do it more often, and so those things all help the psyche, and and, and how we prepare mentally for our day. And so sport is kind of a microcosm of what life could be, where you see things go through successfully. Absolutely. So it's helped me. Helped me immensely. So I have to start my day with exercise. That's one thing I have to do.
0: Getting into this mental health. For you listeners, uh, you should go listen to the episode with Cavallero. Yeah. Uh, honoring the nobility it's really good it talks a lot about mental health and stuff like this yeah she's
1: she's really good with mental health and how you know yogis are mm-hmm. tend to be that way they're they're very connected to the mind and and the chakras and things like that right. so yeah.
2: that's really interesting cuz that's not quite like it's not quite the physical of a sport that you would necessarily think of because mm-hmm. you'd think physical activity yes i'm going to go on a run um but it's also not quite just looking at chemicals and and kind of the the physical brain it's 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 almost kind of like an in-between but I feel like there's more of that and that kind of connecting to your body and connecting to your soul that philosophy or theology aspect in sports that a lot of people don't see yeah what are what are some of either your experiences or some of your thoughts on on where you can kind of connect to the soul Mm -hmm. through sports
1: I think I connect to other people's souls through sport by, by being their mentor. I think I get to know people and I get to know myself by, by helping other people. For me, I take on challenges. I've always done that and that's helped my soul, overcoming obstacles. And I just want to help other kids experience that same thing. And, and so that's why I'm here. That's, that's why I find purpose and, you know, helping soul to soul. You know, we're all here learning. Life is short, as we know. But at the end of the day, we're all here to help. And I think sports really helps connect people and, and connect soul to soul. For sure it does. I've experienced that.
2: Right. And and I mean, it's so beautiful to, to see how it does connect people, especially in teams and, yeah. and in, in the way that it connects.
1: And people are scared of sports sometimes. Right. I, I, I see it here at Paradigm where it might not be something that they've always done. And, and maybe it's a way to, to challenge yourself, you know, or to learn something new. It could make you a better artist. It could make you a better musician. You never know. I know, you know, if you're in band, you got to move around a lot. You know, ask uh, Mr. Friedrich. You know, he's lost 75 pounds since Christmas and he's feeling a lot better, you know. But he's he's a bass guitarist and I'm sure it's helped his performance on the bass guitar by being more active. You know, he does kayaking, he does hiking, lifts weights with me three days a week. So he's he's been doing it, and he sees the results, so he finds that sense of accomplishment where he might he might have felt like half a prisoner in his own physical body, but now he's lost. He's released 75 pounds. And so, you know, it's just victories like that that help me, you know, realize, you know, I'm doing some good here, and, and I'm making an impact. And, you know, it's all about relationships, community, and that that's what I want here at the sports program here at Paradigm is a good edifying, um, relationship amongst each other. And, you know, hopefully we'll win some trophies in, in the long run. So, but it's all a process, you know, we're not going to be great at the start. And, you know, I want to, I want to see people take on the challenge and leader step up and, you know, senior, senior leadership, you know, we got some good athletes at the school and, and let's just see it progress. And, you know, this first year is going to be a little bit of a learning curve for all of us. But uh I feel like I feel like it's time that we start doing this. And I presented it to the school and, and the board and they're all in and, and so I I'm just looking for more people to be all in and you know, it takes summer practice, it takes tryouts, it takes uh you know, weekly practices. So just like you, TJ, you gotta put in the time and uh That's you see great. the results. So but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited definitely but
0: Yeah, I think that'll help a lot with kids. I think that this works for sports and for uh being in the classroom, but just being a team player, you know?
1: Yeah. And if I can touch on the classroom a little bit, I, uh, I'm going to have a standard that we meet, you know, playing college football, we had to have a 2.0 GPA, which basically translate to our grading system here at Paradigm. We can't have a one. And, and so, you know, if you've been having ones before, we're not going to have that on our team. And so we're going to have some study hall time, catch time. I don't know if we talked about that on your guys' podcast yet, but we're going to focus in on our academics more and be all in, you know, wherever we're at. And so uh, academics comes first. We're going to be a scholar athlete and we're going to excel in the classroom and on the court and on the field. So it's all encompassing. Absolutely.
2: I'd love to dig a little bit deeper into that because we've talked a lot about how. Sports can help you socially and can help you outside and, and in your general life and, and whatever. But let's talk a little bit more about how it can help with the individual and with the self. And I mean, in, in the reading that we did with Plato, he talks a little bit about self and about your soul and, and the ultimate place that you can get there with sports. But, but how, can it, how can playing sports help you as an individual, as a person, and as a scholar, really, ultimately?
1: I can only speak from my experience. Um, in college, I went to a liberal arts school uh, where I'd never studied the classics before. And so um, very similar to what we have here at Paradigm. But being a college football player, we had mandatory study hall. And so it, it forced me to to put more time in. You know, we had it watched over by our coaches and our captains, things like that. But without that um, structure, I don't think I would have excelled in the classroom as much as I, I could have had I just been a regular student, you know, throw on the athlete side and it creates more discipline Where there's not a lot of free time. Everything's structured from about 7 a.m. to about 8 p.m. every day. And that doesn't include travel games on, on Saturdays. And so we're going to have that here at Paradigm where we're going to have structure so that, uh, you know, kids that might have struggled before in the classroom or socially or things like that, we're going to focus on those two things. And then I feel like it's going to translate on the court or the field. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: I got a question. Do you guys think Paradigm's ready for sports?
2: I mean, it's definitely interesting because my whole experience here has been, oh, we're a small school and we don't have sports. So when I first heard that, I was very intrigued by the idea. It's just new and it's different. And I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited to see how it goes. And I think that if the individuals are willing to put in the work, then it's going to be fantastic. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Definitely. I've definitely seen... Some kids who, who have, are struggling with being athletic and everything, but they just love, they love the sports. Yeah. I think of
1: James Horman when you say that. He, uh, <laughs> he loves volleyball, lacrosse, soccer. He, he's, you know, he's putting in the time and yeah. he enjoys it. And I want, I want kids with his attitude for sure.
0: So we talked about student athletes. Yes. And here at Paradigm, we are scholars, right? We got to know the difference, right? Yeah. I was wondering what that was. I think, I think a student is somebody
1: that is there, but a scholar is fully engaged. And so it's a, it's a two-way street. You know, you got the mentor, you got the scholar learning from each other. And full engagement. I think sometimes students kind of sit back and take in a lot of information. I think uh, with the setup we have here at Paradigm Academically, there's ample opportunities to engage and to to step out of your comfort zone. So what you guys are doing here with the podcast, I can think of the arts. You know, let's let's get involved in the arts. Let's get involved in discussions and seminar class. Let's uh, let's get involved in, in anything we can. And so it's engagement in anything you do. And I think that, that makes a difference. And I think that differentiates a student from a scholar is a two-way engagement in, in the process of learning. Is that a pretty good answer?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what else yeah. to say that was, besides... That was a good
1: answer. I, I just want the, the athletes to engage in conversation, the great conversation of ideas. Mm-hmm. Ironically, a lot of these athletes that I've seen personally, they have a high opinion of things. But sometimes they're scared to share it. And so... I think the athletes can maybe step up a little bit in sharing their opinion and it could be about philosophy it can be about history english you know band orchestra art class miss bowie's class whatever you know let's be engaged and let's be involved and let's be a leader in the classroom and that makes the difference and that differentiates the two be- between scholar and, and student
2: Right right it's a really it's a defense of your paradigm it's it's that you need to be a paradigm patriot
1: Yeah we don't want to be meatheads. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jocks cannot be meatheads anymore, especially at paradise, Yep. You no, know, I look at uh, like a school that I look at is Stanford University. Those kids are super smart, even the athletes, and it takes a lot to even get in a school like that. And so you're seeing more athletes becoming more engaged academically, 4.0 GPAs, uh, student government. You know, I view things. How you do one thing is how you do everything. And so if you slack off in the classroom, you're probably – you know, not the nicest kid, you know, or you might be a great athlete, but let's get kids that want to excel in everything they do. How you do one thing is how you do everything. And so I'm looking for kids like that in our program. And, you know, it's going to be a process. We're all here learning, but that's my that's my goal. That's my mission. That's my aim in the program here at Paradigm.
2: So this kind of brings in a little bit more of the, the philosophy side. Yeah. Um. I I'd, I'd love it if you could tell us a little bit more about some of the philosophers that may have... Impacted you in in this both in the athletics and in the academics.
1: Yeah I I think back on when I first started learning about philosophy. I I Went to a public school where it was just you know math science English things like that and then I took my generals in college and I took a uh, beginning philosophy class and Definitely Plato Plato is probably the start, but uh, I started studying stoicism. I love epistemology I love uh pragmatism on that ground but uh you know just going through all the philosophers I I really can't name one or two but uh I just love having conversations about the deep deep ideas of life and experience and if if we don't have those experiences then we're just you know kind of half-heartedly going through life mentally and so I think challenging ourselves through philosophy is the way to go and if we don't do that then um uh, you know we don't have a lot of ground to stand on and I think about Seneca, you know, he talks about, um, oh, where was it? He was talking about how it's kind of funny, the people that are so certain about life. And I started becoming less certain about life through experience. And so I'm trying to figure it out. You know, we're all, we all are. But philosophies uh, philosophy's helped me organize my thoughts, ideas. It's developed relationships. I hated reading growing up, even in high school. And uh, through college and the liberal arts, I, I learned to love to read and and analyze and and to engage in my ideas and and so that's my little philosophy kick my my selling point on philosophy but it's really helped me mentally and challenged me you know I've challenged a lot of my former beliefs and ideas and still am and and so it's it's always a moving thing it's fluid so that's what I love about it.
2: You mentioned a little bit about epistemology and stoicism. Could you tell for our listeners a little bit more of what those are and then also just kind of why those specifically motivate you?
1: So epistemology is the study of like how we know things, right? And so, you know, do we have justified true beliefs or how do we justify it through our reliable processes of, you know, sight, hearing, sound, things like that? You know, what is justified? What does it mean to be justified in your beliefs? Um stoicism, you know, stoicism is more of a lived philosophy, how can you make your life better? You know, we're going to all have setbacks and so stoicism kind of gives an answer to that. You know, control what you can control. Things like focus on progress, you know, accept fate, accept what is. You know, sometimes things are out of our control and we get worked up about it, but uh we need to not do that. And stoicism helps me reorganize what's going on around me so that I can focus on what I can control. And In a sense, that translate into into my philosophy on sports is, you know, we can control a lot of what we do in our physical physical realm. You know, a lot of people complain about where they're at physically, but you got to put in the work. And so stoicism helps me work a little bit harder on the things that I need to, and helps me prioritize what's important to me. You know, it's family, friendships, relationships, being in a good environment, an element. So I'm not a half prisoner. And so stoicism helps me live a fulfilled life. And so those are two philosophies I really like. Or at least I like studying epistemology and I like to adhere to the Stoicism way, which uh I think translates a lot into sport. Absolutely.
0: Oh yeah. Adapt and overcome.
1: Absolutely. There's also a good philosopher now. He he talks a lot about Stoicism. He's got a great first name. His name's Ryan Holiday. And uh, he writes on uh, like obstacle is the way, ego is the enemy, and stillness is the key. And so anybody looking for shorter books on stoicism, I would advocate for Ryan Holiday's books. Stoicism kind of made a comeback recently, and uh, I think it's through like self-development, you know, the self-help stuff. But I like to dive a little bit deeper on psychology and philosophy and stoicism is, is the way I like to go.
0: Yeah, I've I've been in... Um, lots of situations playing sports wrestling and where like you're in a position that's tough to get out and you you got to use all your power to you know adapt and overcome and try to figure out how to get on top right
1: yeah there's no one answer sometimes you got to adapt it yeah definitely so stoicism kind of works for you too oh yeah yeah in that way i noticed with stoicism it's uh You know, everybody's like, oh, he's stoic. You know, I think that's emotionally like you're not too high, not too low, but you're focused, you're driven. Wrestlers have to do that. Absolutely. You're one on one against another guy. And that's sometimes tough to deal with for sure.
2: That definitely kind of is implemented in, in just general life for sure as well. I know that for me specifically, I mean, I don't play as many sports as often, but... Why not? I am... (laughs) it's scary.
1: It always makes people uncomfortable. I know.
2: Um, I expect it next semester. No, thank you. Yeah, right. No, I I don't play sports because I have other priorities. But something that I found...
1: So how can you apply sport mentality (laughs) to whatever those priorities are?
2: Well, yeah, actually, though, but th- that's the interesting thing is that in sports, you have a lot of there's there's a lot of the time management. There's yeah. a lot of the kind of being flexible with different things. There's yeah. a lot of respecting the people you're against and the things that you're doing. Um, there's that communication. And I find all of those things in my life on a regular basis, both in when I'm at work and if I, I need to be doing a specific job and I need to be on task, you know, or if I'm at home and I need to be respecting my parents, whether yeah. or not I agree with them, you yeah. know, <laughs> On something because um, it's it's a lot of that that I think life, whether or not you play sports, you can take so many different lessons from sports and from from athletes of of that dedication and everything and i've I have many friends who play sports that I look up to a lot yeah. with how dedicated they are and and how all in and and willing and hardworking and they are in everything that they do. I
1: love that. So you're an expert mu- musician, right? Is well, that what it is?
2: Um, I'm hearing I, rumors. <laughs> um, I have played many instruments, and I mean, I've I've been in in quite a few bands and orchestras. So and how'd
1: I, you get good at that? You know, how'd you get to that point?
2: Really, I I mean, now that I I'm I'm looking at it a little bit more, playing music and playing instruments and and doing things like that is very, very similar to sports in the, in the way that you have to work hard
0: you put to in get in better. Time. You got
2: to put in the time. Yeah. You got to put in the effort. You got to put in the Did you have a mentor focus. that helped you? Oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. Sarah Arneson. I love her so much. She's oh, fantastic. She's Even in class, actually, we talk about philosophy a lot, which was amazing, but she really brought an environment for hard work and dedication, cool. for time management and for being smart about it. I think that's... That's something very important because if you're, let's say you're playing sports, you yeah. know, if you're not practicing smart, you might hurt yourself. Absolutely. Um, if you're not practicing music in a smart way, well, also you might hurt yourself, but you're not going to get nearly as far. You're not going to progress as fast. So having that dedication, having that focus and being smart about it and being conscious and flexible with what you need, I think definitely translates into music and and. A lot of other things like that,
1: and uh, taking criticism too from others mm-hmm. is a big part. Analyze, you know, you probably listen to yourself, and so we're gonna we're gonna do like film study of ourselves. You know, right. are we moving here correctly? Right. You know, are you in a good defensive stance? You know, mm-hmm. these are just little things. Taking details back. Details in in music.
0: Details mm-hmm. in sports. Definitely the same same mindset.
2: For sure. For yeah. sure.
0: Yeah,
1: I like
2: yeah. that.
0: it's really interesting because like really, sports and academics are the same thing. Right. Right. Way.
1: Yeah, like I said, how you approach one thing is how you approach everything. So if you mm-hmm. approach sports competitively, maybe look at somebody across the table from you that has a different opinion, and and try to change their opinion. You know, we have those avenues here at, at Paradigm. Not to say we have to win every discussion, but let's uh, let's communicate. Let's let's share how we feel about strategy and you know approach how we're going to approach this discussion and and how we're going to approach this day in our class. You know how we're going to approach student body officers being a leader, you know, how how can we help this kid, you know, stuff like that. I think sports helps that, but also we can look at things in the classroom and say, Hey, let's, let's do what we do in sports and let's do it in the classroom.
2: For sure. It's definitely important to be very conscious in your academics and, and in the logistical things like details and researching smart and having the right facts and whatever, but even just in being assertive and being conscious and being aware of what's going on around you, the people that are around you socially. Academics can be a great place to grow socially.
1: When I, ju- I want the uh, athletes to, to recognize when a mentor, such as you know, an English mentor or, or seminar mentor, I guess, here, if they're putting in the time with you, you should put in the, the focus with them. Right. And, and so for me, I struggled with philosophy in the beginning. And sure enough, I got a degree in it. So my mentors, my professors took the time sat me down say hey let's let's look at this and and so they were a coach for me a philosophy coach and so i think uh, without them you know i couldn't have been where i'm at today
2: right that goes straight back to what you were saying earlier in the difference between a student athlete and a scholar athlete is if you're a student in your academics and you're just kind of in class and getting lectured you know that's one thing but if you want to be a scholar you got to change your paradigm and you got to have that that two way communication the two-way effort where your mentor is mentoring you and you're taking it in and and you're you're taking it in and giving back
1: right that's what I want for those those that choose to be on the sports teams um yeah let's let's go all in and whatever we do let's change our paradigm mindsets you know I think that's that's going to happen through our uh, competitive teams here at paradigm
2: right right so every episode we have a challenge for our listeners would you mind giving that to them
1: yeah, let's um let's give a challenge. Let's step out of our comfort zone and try sports. Whether it be in team sports or on the competitive team. If you think you can do it, do it, okay? Some of you guys don't think you can do it, but you'd be surprised. I've seen some great kickball players, I've seen some great hockey players that didn't think that they can do it. So, um if you don't think you can make the team, try it. You know, it doesn't hurt to try. But we got to put in the time. So, whenever this episode's heard, let's get in, let's get in the gym. Let's get in the weight room. Let's, let's shoot some baskets. Let's work on our volleyball skills. Let's uh, it's exercise. You know, that's the challenge. Let's at least get 30 minutes of exercise a day. I'm going to start there
0: and take my class. Thanks for joining us here. That was yeah, a good discussion. Definitely just things that I've kind of already learned, but just put a lot more emphasis on, you know, be where your feet are. You don't have enough. I mean, we don't have a lot of time and we got to tackle our time with quality.
1: Yeah. I like that. That's a good takeaway. Let's uh, manage our time a little bit better and and see what we can accomplish as a uh, paradigm patriot. Go Patriots.
2: Thanks so much Chapman for coming on. That was absolutely fantastic.
1: Yeah. I had a great time. I uh, always talk sports with everybody down in the gym. So it's, it's good to talk philosophy. So if you want to talk philosophy, come find me in the gym. Perfect, Definitely. perfect. Yeah.
2: Thanks so much, yeah. Go talk to him about philosophy. Um, and thank you so much to our listeners out there. If you'd like to learn a little bit more, please follow us on Instagram at the Paradigm Pod, or you can email us at podcast at paradigmhigh.org. If you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to email us there. And then if you could rate us on iTunes, that would be fantastic. It helps out a ton. So yeah, thanks so much.
0: And do not forget to engage in the great conversation of ideas.
2: Hey, welcome back to
0: the Paradigm podcast. We did eat veggie on toast for breakfast the whole time. I was talking to my mom about comedians.